of spills and stains on your sofa? Wash away your worries with Anabay. Anabay, the only sofa that's machine washable inside and out, where designer quality meets budget-friendly prices. That's right, sofas from only $639. Anabay brings you a no-risk experience with pet-friendly, stain-resistant, and changeable slipcovers made with performance fabric, cloud-like comfort with high-resilience foam, and hypoallergenic featherless down that needs no fluffing. Their steel frame ensures longevity, and you can rearrange the modular pieces anytime. And here's the cherry on top, up to 60% off site-wide. It's backed by a 30-day satisfaction guarantee, so if you're not absolutely in love, send it back for a full refund. No return shipping or restocking fees. Every penny back. Join the revolution of easy, clean, stylish living with up to 60% off at anabay.com. That's A-N-A-B-E-I.com. Offers are subject to change, and certain restrictions may apply. Did you know that most salads travel over 2,000 miles to reach your plate, but not with 80 Acres Farms? Their crisp salad greens and herbs are food less traveled, going from farm to store in days, not weeks. They stay fresher for longer in your fridge. My salad lasts all week long, which means less food waste and easy meal planning. Oh, and did I mention there's no need to wash these greens? Because 80 Acres Farms uses zero pesticides. Visit 80acresfarms.com to learn more and find their salads and salad kits at your local Harris Teeter. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbiotica is your solution to great-tasting all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or artificial nonsense. It's just pure goodness in every pouch. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbiotica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbiotica.com. That's C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A.com. Welcome to Unexplained Extra, with me, Richard McLean-Smith, where for the weeks in between episodes, we look at stories and ideas that for one reason or other, didn't make it into the previous show. In our last episode, Negative Space, we looked at the chilling tale of the Perron family haunting which, like many people, I first came across through the film The Conjuring. It was also through this film that I first heard about Lorraine and Ed Warren, with whom the Perron story has subsequently become inextricably linked. There is little doubt that for whatever reason, some members of the Perron family had noticed and experienced various things occurring in their home, which they later came to speculate might be the result of a haunting. However, It was from the involvement of the Warrens that the story really began to solidify into something that appeared to give the Perron's concerns some legitimacy and would later inspire the filmmakers of The Conjuring. I don't think for a moment that those filmmakers have a duty to present a story based on facts or truth. It is a film for entertainment and doesn't present as anything else, nor should it be required to. However, Since many of the Warrens and Perron's assumptions and associations drew on the history of real people, it feels necessary to go a little deeper into the conclusions that they eventually drew and the subsequent mythology that has now been attached to the story. Having become increasingly unsettled by the peculiar events taking place in her home, Carolyn Perron became convinced that her family was being haunted by at least one malicious spirit. 
And so, in the summer of 1972, she took it on herself to try and find a possible culprit. Carolyn is said to have begun by going through the records at Burrowville Town Hall, the town which incorporates the area of Harrisville in Rhode Island, where the Perron's home was located. Despite finding some useful information about the past owners of the house, a family named Arnold, it wasn't until she met Fran, who worked at a local store, that she apparently began to get somewhere. After telling Fran about the supposed entity she had seen with the broken neck, Fran is said to have recognised the description of its clothes, a simple dress with wide pockets, as being typical of local fashion in the 19th century. From here, the pair came across the name Bathsheba Sherman. As documented in a three-part series of books titled House of Darkness, House of Light, written by Alda's daughter, Andrea Perron, Carolyn was then introduced to a Mr. McEachin, an elderly member of the local community who had in fact known Bathsheba as a young boy. What McEachin is said to have gone on to tell Carolyn gave her serious pause for thought. Back when Bathsheba had been a young woman, it was said that a baby, possibly hers or someone else's, it isn't clear, died mysteriously while in her care. The cause of death was thought to have been the result of a wound made by a needle that was found impaled at the base of the infant's skull. This event was said to have taken place when Bathsheba was staying at the farmhouse, back when it was known as the Arnold's farm. Bathsheba was apparently accused of murdering the child, but ultimately escaped conviction when the judge presiding over her trial failed to find sufficient evidence to condemn her. As a result, it was said that the local community remained suspicious of Bathsheba for the rest of her life, with some accusing her of being a witch in league with the devil. And that was only the beginning. Having felt uncomfortable in the barn on numerous occasions, Carolyn was also said to have been shocked to learn that one of the Arnolds had hung themselves in the barn. And that pantry door leading just off the parlour that wouldn't stay shut might, as she is said to have discovered, have had something to do with the 11-year-old girl raped and murdered in there many years before. It was some months later that a friend of Carolyn's was attending a lecture in the town of Putnam, roughly 20 miles away, being given by Lorraine and Ed Warren. Lorraine and Ed Warren had been making a name for themselves as a self-described clairvoyant and demonologist respectively, offering their services to clear unwanted spirits from people's homes. The Warrens had first met back in 1943, and after marrying two years later, went on to set up the New England Society for Psychic Research in 1952. Ed had grown up in a house which he believed was haunted, and having convinced Lorraine of the idea, came up with a plan to see if they could find other homes that were also haunted. Ed, who had spent some time at art school, would paint the apparently haunted homes and offer the paintings to the owners in return for a chance to investigate the house. It was from these unconventional beginnings that the pair developed a reputation as paranormal investigators. Though their psychic research society 
had been founded simply to investigate apparent hauntings. Their approach changed when, in 1965, the Warrens claimed to have conversed with the spirit of a young child named Cynthia, who was trying to find her mother. The pair are said to have been so touched by this apparent communication that instead of merely investigating hauntings, they became dedicated to helping the supposed spirits they encountered. As self-described paranormal investigators, the Warrens received their first break in 1968 after looking into the alleged possession of a Raggedy Ann doll, a toy that had become popular in the US in the 1910s. The doll, which would later inspire the film Annabelle, was said to have been possessed by the spirit of someone called Annabelle Higgins. By the 1970s, the Warrens had well and truly cemented their reputation and were embarking on a tour of lectures to explain their practices when Carolyn's friend Barbara went to see them in Putnam. Speaking to them afterwards, Barbara told them all about what was apparently taking place at the Perrons' home. With their interest piqued, the Warrens appeared one morning at the Perrons' farmhouse and requested permission to inspect the property. Carolyn duly agreed, also showing them all the apparent evidence she had amassed about who she believed might be responsible for the hauntings. When Carolyn then mentioned an inexplicable wound she had received while resting one afternoon in the parlour, Lorraine Warren had a sudden epiphany. Since the wound was a small circular puncture in the skin, as if made by a needle, it was clear who the culprit was. Bathsheba Sherman. Are you always taking care of your family? Do you often take care of others and not yourself? Now it's time to take care of yourself, to make time for you. You deserve it. Teladoc gives you access to a licensed therapist to help you get back to feeling your best, to feeling like yourself again. With Teladoc, you can speak to a licensed therapist by phone or video. Therapy appointments are available seven days a week from 7am to 9pm local time. If you feel overwhelmed sometimes, maybe you feel stressed or anxious, depressed or lonely, or you might be struggling with a personal or family issue, Teladoc can help. Teladoc is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches, so they make it easy to change counsellors if needed, for free. Teladoc therapy is available through most insurance or employers. Download the app or visit teladoc.com forward slash unexplained podcast today to get started. That's T-E-L-A-D-O-C dot com slash unexplained podcast. There was indeed a woman named Bathsheba Sherman, who lived in Boroughville, Rhode Island at the time in question, having been born in 1812. After dying in 1885, around the age of 73, it is also conceivable that Mr. McEachin had met her as a young boy, although he would have had to have been in his 90s in 1971 to have had any real recollection of this. However, there is nothing on record to suggest that Bathsheba ever visited the Arnold's farmhouse, let alone lived there for any prolonged period of time. Nor is there any record of her being involved in the possible murder of a child. In fact, no evidence of any scandal of the sort having taken place in the Boroughville area has ever been found. What is known is that Bathsheba, born Bathsheba Thayer, 
was married to a Judson Sherman in 1844. As the records state, the pair had four children together. The first three would die tragically young, not in any way unusual for the time, with their only surviving son being Herbert Sherman, born in 1849. When Bathsheba died in 1885, most likely from a stroke, not only was a eulogy given by the local Baptist minister, but she was buried alongside the graves of her first husband and deceased children. As writer and historian Jamie Rubio has pointed out, both these incidences would have been unlikely if the local community had suspected her of any of the crimes she had apparently been accused of. Neither was there any mention of these alleged crimes in Sherman's obituary. As for the other individuals that had been suggested as potential spirits, Jamie Rubio unearthed some interesting information about them too. It was claimed that an elderly woman of the Arnold family had committed suicide by hanging herself in the barn. Although this isn't true, a member of the Arnold family, when the family was still in possession of the farm, was found to have hung themselves back in 1886. However, the woman in question, Susan Arnold, didn't die at the farmhouse, nor was she elderly at the time of death. In a devastatingly tragic account of the incident, Susan Arnold's obituary recounts how her husband John, who had a disability at the time, struggled to break into a storeroom which had been locked from the inside. When he finally managed to get in, after climbing through a back window, he found the 50-year-old Susan's lifeless body suspended from a wardrobe hook with a very small cord. Evidently, having had every intention of succeeding with her plan to commit suicide, a loaded gun, a knife and a file of mercury was also found by Arnold's body. Another connection drawn by Lorraine Warren to the Perron's home was with the death of a young girl named Prudence Arnold, who Warren claimed was raped and murdered in the pantry. This also was found to be some distance from the truth, ten miles to be precise. Again, tragically, an event similar to this did take place, but not in the Perron's home, rather in the nearby town of Uxbridge. It was there that in 1849, 22-year-old William Knowlton became so angry at 12-year-old Prudence's refusal to marry him that he slit her throat and watched her bleed to death. Knowlton was eventually convicted of the crime and sentenced to death by hanging, justifying his actions as the simple consequence of love and jealousy, which, he stated, would lead a man to do anything. If you enjoy listening to Unexplained and would like to help supporters, you can now go to unexplainedpodcast.com forward slash support. All donations, no matter how large or small, are massively appreciated. All elements of Unexplained are produced by me, Richard McLean Smith. Please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes and feel free to get in touch with any thoughts or ideas regarding the stories you've heard on the show. Perhaps you have an explanation of your own you'd like to share. You can reach us online at unexplainedpodcast.com or Twitter at unexplainedpod and Facebook at facebook.com forward slash unexplained.
Now it's time to take care of yourself, to make time for you. Teladoc gives you access to a licensed therapist to help you get back to feeling your best. Speak to a licensed therapist by phone or video anytime between 7am to 9pm local time, seven days a week. Teladoc therapy is available through most insurance or employers. Download the app or visit teladoc.com forward slash unexplained podcast today to get started. That's T-E-L-A-D-O-C dot com slash unexplained podcast. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Farm to store in days, not weeks. That's 80 Acres Farms. Did you know most salads travel over 2,000 miles to reach your plate? But not 80 Acres Farms. Their crisp salad greens and herbs are food less traveled. They stay fresher for longer in your fridge. My salad lasts all week long, which means less food waste and easy meal planning. Oh, and did I mention there's zero need to wash these greens? Because 80 Acres Farms uses zero pesticides. Visit 80acresfarms.com to learn more and find their salads and salad kits at your local Harris Teeter. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview Great Falls offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity.